0: to the Everybody Podcast. Here, we'll dive into all things health and mindset to help you learn to push past your limits into a life you can be obsessed with. My name is Cassie, and I'm a personal trainer and health coach focused on guiding you toward being your healthiest, happiest self. So buckle up, and let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back, and welcome back to myself. (laughs) Some of you may have noticed, but I missed our episode last week, and the main reason for that was I was on vacation in Jamaica, and I had planned to record before I left, but of course, I way overscheduled myself, and it didn't happen, so it was the first Monday I have missed since November of 2020. So I didn't feel great about it, but it is what it is. We're here. We're moving on, and so today will be kind of a double header episode. This one will come out first, and the one that was supposed to come out this week will come out a little bit later today. If you're listening on release day, otherwise they're both there. Go grab them. Um, but I had asked you guys a couple weeks ago to send in what questions you had about nutrition. And while I didn't get a ton of them, most of the ones I got were all focused on metabolism, which then you know leads me to think, okay, why is everyone so focused on this one thing? And this is something I already did an episode on, right? So episode 15, I was doing some busting metabolism myths, but the first half of the episode was explaining what metabolism actually is or actually means. And so if you haven't listened to episode 15, I would say go back and listen to that one quickly before you continue listening to this one because some of the things I refer to in this episode um I won't explain as well as I did in the last one. So if you haven't listened to episode 15, give this a pause, go listen to number 15 and then come back. And you know, in that episode I kind of busted a bunch of myths about metabolism in in the fact that Is it important? Yes. But it really is just like a bodily function, right? Like it's not this huge, big mystery. um, But I feel like, I don't know, maybe years ago it was drilled into our brain that we were not, I don't know, treating our metabolisms the right way or or something. I'm not sure. But do know one thing, that metabolism is controlled by your thyroid And we've all heard that if people have an overactive or an underactive thyroid that affects the hormones coming out and the signals to your body as a whole, so it's not just your metabolism that it affects. But we are going to just get right into it now. Um, A little brief review of episode 15, just so you know where we're at. Your NEAT, N-E-A-T, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, is the biggest way that you can Quote unquote, speed up your metabolism, right? And it basically means the more you move throughout the day, the more fuel your body will require. So it will metabolize, also known as break down food, and use it faster. And that is the magic. It's not magic. It's not a secret. You put food into your body, which is energy. You need to move to use the energy. That's how metabolism works. If you put food into your body and you sit on your butt and you don't do anything, your body doesn't metabolize because it doesn't need to because you're sitting on your butt and doing nothing, right? So that is kind of like basic, basic. And in episode 15, you can go back and listen, but your NEAT, your non-exercise activity is the biggest way that you can affect your metabolism, that's where the whole standing desk, 10,000 steps a day, um, park at the back of the parking lot, take the stairs inside the elevator, that's where that all comes from. Because the more we move, the healthier we are. You guys know that. I've been bashing that into your heads forever. But <laughs> um, this also means you don't metabolize much at night because you don't need to, right? So we're laying, We're sleeping. Um, Our brain is controlling so much of what happens at night to keep us alive and breathing. Like, we don't really need energy at night. Um, So that's why lots of nutritionists and, you know, other um, professionals don't recommend eating right before going to sleep. You know, instead recommend having a good balanced meal at dinner that will keep you full. And then if needed, you can have, you know, a nutrient-dense snack just a couple hours before bed. But eating and going right to bed is something that usually is just completely unnecessary to do when you think of energy requirements of your body. Now, a few of you asked if there were certain foods you can eat to help speed up your metabolism. And just about all the questions I got were about speeding up metabolism. Now, that's kind of a poor term, I feel like, because your metabolism works at the speed that your body needs it to, right? That's where that movement and activity come from. Um, But there are a few things out there and some studies, obviously, that have been done because this is a big, you know, buzzword. Um, So I'm going to share kind of what I learned from reading through some studies um, and take you through that. So your movement matters more than anything else. But uh, after Listening to episode 15, you'll remember that there's something called the TEF, which is the thermal effect of food. It's basically how much energy your body uses to process the food you eat, which includes biting, chewing, swallowing, and then processing through the gut. And some foods require more work from your body, which therefore increases your TEF, or thermal activity, or thermal, sorry, thermal effect of food. So according to Healthline... There were some studies done that looked at some of these questions you guys sent in. And so here are a couple things that you could eat more regularly um, that might help boost your metabolic rate. So high protein foods. Foods that are high in protein can possibly increase your metabolic rate by 15 to 30 percent compared with 5 to 10 percent for carbs and 0 to 3 percent for fats. So it is harder For your body to bite chew and swallow and process protein than it is for your body to process carbs and it's even easier for your body to process fats so the more high protein foods you eat the higher your tef or thermal effect of food will be which will boost up that metabolism a little bit but even further more than that, studies show that protein-rich diets also reduce the drop in metabolism that's often seen during weight loss by helping your body hold on to muscle mass. And here is where strength training is so super important for people trying to lose weight. And I don't want you just to go and run on the treadmill and ride the bikes for cardio. No, no, no. Strength, strength, strength. You need to build muscle. So here's another reason why um, high-protein diet will... Improve the TEF or thermal effect of your food, but also it will keep your metabolism rate a little bit higher even as you lose weight, right? So think about it this way if my body mass is one size and then my body mass shrinks, technically, I don't need to use as much energy as often, aka eat as much food, which really is the way it should be. But if I have a higher muscle mass, I do need to eat more food to maintain that muscle. Does that make sense? So the more muscle you have on your body, um, the more protein you need to eat to maintain it, and the higher your TEF will be, right? So another awesome reason to go pick up some weights and do some resistance training. Um, High protein foods Aren't just meats and eggs, but would include like certain beans, like chickpeas, lentils, black beans, even peanuts, as they're very high in protein compared to the carbohydrates they contain. So don't think just meat. You can think all other kinds of higher protein type foods, even if it's not the primary thing, right? Like beans are still primarily a carbohydrate, but chickpeas have a super high amount of protein compared to something like a baked bean, right? All right. So the next thing I was going to point out, there were quite a few things on the website, but you know, not all of them made a significant, as significant of a standout as others. And so I just picked the couple that I felt like, okay, well, if I'm going to highlight a few things, this will be it. I'll link the website in the show notes. You guys can go look at it if you'd like. Um, The next thing will make you coffee drinkers happy and tea drinkers because they saw the same thing with coffee or tea. But studies showed that people who consumed at least 270 milligrams of caffeine, which is about three cups of coffee, um, can burn up to an extra 100 calories per day. So that was pretty interesting. In addition to that, caffeine consumption can help your body burn fat and improve your workout performance, which many of you already know, um, because pre-workout caffeinated drinks are extremely popular, right? Like you've even heard me talk about um, the Energize pre-workout that I use (laughs) before I work out. So um, studies do show that caffeine can help you improve exercise performance and burn fat um, at a little bit of a faster rate. But having said all that, the results of caffeine use really do vary from person to person, a person's activity, exercise level, what they've eaten, whether they've eaten before or after. So this isn't like, please, like, it's not, don't go down three cups of coffee and try to go to the gym. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But these couple studies did show that 270 milligrams of caffeine can lead to an extra 100 calories a day burning now who knows that could be people who tend to be more active already right and maybe more active people tend to drink more caffeine I don't really know but just saying it's it's there it's it's a couple of studies that all um showed this but um just something to consider so last food I guess you could call it that I'm going to talk about is water Yes, you heard me and you've been hearing me telling me, telling you, and tell, I have to tell myself too, uh, to drink your water, uh, half your body weight in ounces a day. So if you weigh 200 pounds, yes, you should aim for 100 ounces of water every single day. I have people look at me sometimes when I first start working with them and they're like, I weigh 250 pounds. And I said, all right, we'll divide it by two and drink that in ounces. It's 125 ounces. And they're like, I can't drink that much. I'm like, yes, you can drink that much. You need to be drinking that much for the size your body is, right? And I said, and that's just the way it is. But studies show that drinking water briefly boosts your metabolism, especially when the water is colder because it requires more energy from your body to warm the water up to body temperature, right? So this is kind of basic science, but any two things that come together and are different temperatures, um, basically one will work on evening out the other, right? So that things are the same temperature. That's why ice melts and things like that. But um, the colder the water is, the You know, the more your body has to work to warm it up to your body temperature. Um, Again, the effects of this vary from person to person, but drinking your water can never hurt, right? (laughs) So the couple things that we talked about, lots of protein. We've already talked about this, right? We talked about drinking caffeine in a mild to moderate intake that's safe for you and your heart and your health. And that will depend and vary from every person to every person, right? And drinking all your water. Um, and I, now that I go over this, I'm like, maybe I picked these things to talk about because this is like where I'm at as a person. I eat lots of protein. I love my coffee. And you all know that I love to push drinking water. So, um, that's that's where we're at. So having said all this, just reminding you a couple of things, right? First, eating foods that might increase your metabolism are never ever ever going to make up for a diet that's too high in caloric intake. So, I might be drinking my water, tr- drinking coffee and eating a lot of protein, but I'm also stopping at the drive-through every day and eating high fat and high carbohydrate foods and way overeating my portion sizes, well then none of that's going to work, right? So Um, I think it's this false sense of like, oh, if I boost my metabolism, it'll make up for other things. Nope, it won't. Especially this thermal effect of food. The thermal effect of food, again, go back to episode 15. I talk about specifics, but it's such a small percentage of your metabolism. Um, And everybody is just so different. So the effects really do vary from person to person. So it's not, I can't go out and say, yeah, if you eat, all this protein that your TEF will increase significantly. It probably will increase a little bit, but the TEF is a small, small percentage of your entire metabolism. And again, the way to inf- to affect your entire metabolism is your NEAT, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So that just means being generally active during the day, moving more, getting up, walking around, not sitting for hours without moving. Um, so, you know, metabolism rate varies from person to person. The best thing you can do to speed up your metabolism is drink your water and move your body, right? And those are things I've been telling you since day one. And anything that we've talked about is like, drink your water, move your body, right? And so that's why I have this podcast to tell you to drink your water and move your body. Um, But bonus question, too. So we've got a bonus question just because it was one of the kind of outliers of what people asked. But the question was, what kind of foods can help hair and nail growth? And I thought that was a good question. So we all kind of have heard like, oh, take a collagen supplement for your hair and your skin and your nails. Or, you know, they have those special vitamins that say hair, skin, nail vitamins. But, you know, like any supplement, you want to try to... Get everything you can from a whole food source before you need to supplement. And so I thought this was a fair question. You know, I think most people, when they think about growing their hair or their skin or their nails or improving their skin, um, just go right to a supplement instead of looking at their diet. So I really commend the person that sent this question in uh, for trying to get your sources from whole food first. So I did some research because I didn't know really the answer to this offhand. Um, And the answers were similar in most places. Uh, I'll kind of state from OneGreenPlanet.org, it's a publicly funded um, company, and the .org tells me I can rely on it a lot more than maybe some of the other uh, websites that I found answers on, even though they all really said the same stuff. Um, so short story, almonds, greens, root veggies like sweet potatoes, carrots, pumpkin, and squash, oats, and berries were all mentioned. Essentially, these foods contain the proper balance of vitamins and minerals to support collagen growth. So vitamin A, vitamin E were two really big ones um, that I saw in there. So if you're looking to help your body grow its own collagen or maybe even better support a collagen supplement, if that's something you're using, almonds, greens, Root veggies, oats, berries. I mean, this is all stuff that, again, is part of a good like whole food diet, right? Like, it's it's I don't know. It's what a lot of people that already have a very healthy food intake eat. Um, So, I feel like this just continues to go with that cycle of like, eat well, drink your water, um, move your body, and you're going to be awesome, right? (laughs) So none of it's surprising. Uh, Keep doing what you're doing. Drink the water, move the body, uh, eat the whole foods like oats and berries and veggies and you'll be on track hopefully for a healthy, happy life. Thank you for waiting the extra week for this episode. I hope that it served you. And again, if you could please share this episode and rate this episode or my podcast itself, I would really truly appreciate it. Again, my focus this year is to get this out to more people. And the only way that that happens is by you people that are already listening, sharing it with someone else. So even you sharing it with just one other person makes a really, really big difference. So thank you so much for being here. And we will have the second episode of today coming out in a little while. Have a great day. Talk soon. Thank you so much for listening. It means a lot to me that you are here. It would be amazing for you to share this episode on social media and tag me in it. Can't wait to be back next time. Talk soon.